Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, you know, we got a few things we have to cover actually surrounding Donald Trump and the Democrat Party. A few developments has happened that's very interesting. Now, you know, I'm not going to come to you about anything unless it really affects us or some centering, you know, around us. Now, we know Donald Trump has a bunch of legal issues going on. And I've said here before in the past that it's clearly political what they're doing because they could have got him a long time ago and all the things they're going to uh, try to get him on right now. I mean, because he had the documents after he left the white house, right? They're talking about the documents, the uh, case in New York, you know, Donald Trump been doing that sort of thing. Could have got him a long time ago about that. But the case in Georgia is the case that now even people that don't like Donald Trump have said that wait a minute, hold on. Now y'all really didn't tip your hand this time. And we'll get a little bit more into that, but Democrat strategists actually starting to kind of leak out a little bit that that was a strategy actually all along. So it's been a theory they were saying uh, that has gained more traction as of late. They say it holds that many Democrat power brokers believe that former president Donald Trump would be more beatable in a general election than Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. First of all, it lets you know, what kind of strategist are you black folks is not going to come out at all and vote for DeSantis. It's just not happening uh, whatsoever. Now Trump got more black votes, but I guarantee you DeSantis won't get it like that because DeSantis is not even likable for one Two, He has a very, he has a major hard on on destroying American history that involves black people. And so why would anyone vote for him? They say for those they said who believe that the critical question becomes, they say, how can we help ensure that this Democrat strategy is saying this, that Trump will be the Republican nominee come November, 2024. So they continue to say, and here's is a, what the up to and now diabolical clever plan comes into action. They said, as if some of these same behind the scenes, Democrat strategists may think the more we can indict Trump, for anything under the sun, the more his base will rally around him. See, the more they do, the more his numbers go up in the primary polling against DeSantis and the rest of the uh, Republicans running this cycle. Now they're saying it's such a theory as sanctioned political plan. They said, supposedly it's not a plan, but let's call it what it is. It looks like a coordinated plan. And those of you who have planned things in life, look at, the way it's happening one after another, after another, all of a sudden, right when he decides to run or right when his polling numbers go up. Now this happens, but actually it's happening in reverse because the more and more they indict him, as they admit more and more people start to rally around him. Now they said, um, they claim that even if it were, it's said no one would dare admit it until years later. Yeah. Like the war on drugs, that sort of thing. They admitted it is a war on black people after the fact. Well, at first they know there's not no war on black people. We are just talking about drugs. You understand? Or the mass incarceration with Biden's law, that crime bill that targeted black people. And then later, Oh yeah, it did kind of target black people. So we're not going to wait for them to admit it 10, 20 years later. Right? So it said that, even if it's planned or not, they say that theory is it seems to be bearing lush political fruit for any Democrats who believe that Trump would be the easier candidate to defeat in 2024. They say with each indictment, 
Trump's, Trump's base had rallied around him. It says polling numbers have shot up dramatically against DeSantis and things do seem to be falling into place. It's a wonder leg supporting that theory that because Trump is so utterly despised by, you know, certain amount of people, especially Democrats and far left activists, it said just like in 2020, it means that they will step up in 2024 only to cast a vote against the hated Trump. It said the other leg of that theory is that th those same millions might stay home if the GOP nominee with DeSantis or someone like South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley. So Democrats believe no Trump, no motivation to vote for Biden. You know how sad that is that you need to put the guy that you supposedly hate on the ticket to get your guy elected. It lets you know how bad your candidate is. Why are you running with Biden when people don't like him? Let's call it what it is. If you're a student of, of political history in America, Biden is equivalent to Jimmy Carter. He's Jimmy Carter in this age. During Jimmy Carter, Carter's presidency, inflation was through the roof. Gas prices were high in that time period. It was not good for America. Food prices were high. It was bad. Now you look at Biden's presidency and Jimmy Carter was a Democrat. Look at Biden's presidency. Worse than even Jimmy Carter's in my opinion. So you need, so, so the Democrats need Trump on the ticket just so they can win. Well, if you need Trump on the ticket so you can win indicting him, you know, that's, that's not really working too much. Right. And y'all know, cause listen, black folks, if they get indicted for any little thing, Oh, he got to stay in jail to, to a uh, trial date. Notice they won't put him in jail because they know good. Well, if they put him in jail, whoo, that was going to be, that's going to be some interesting TV to watch or is interesting internet to watch. So they said the Democrats theories is a goals that, that this does have some basis in reality. And one who look at voter breakdowns for the 2020 election say, but now a new theory could be counseling out the, uh, prevailing theory of make Trump the nominee and we win. They say this theory holds that strategy has gone way too far and is now making Trump sympathetic to voters who once were over him and a potential martyr to others. Now they say to a growing number of voters and legal experts, the latest indictment of Trump and the 18 others defendants in Fulton County, Georgia crossed the line and say where it now seems that if charges are being invented simply to get the former president. That's say suddenly a covert plan to file a semi-plausible indictment against Trump becomes a massive overreach that is defeating the original intent of manipulating the outcome of the Republican primary. It's a voters not attached to the extremes of either political party may now be saying, wait a minute, they are now charging Trump with what? It's a, these Democrats, it's a want to criminalize speech and past public statements. Say I may not like Trump's character and say, but this is starting to seem un-American. Is there people from all walks of life is they who never gave one thought of the term prosecutorial misconduct, maybe paying close attention after Fulton County district attorney, Fonnie Willis charged Trump and 18 associates in a wide ranging scheme to reverse his 2020 presidential election loss in Georgia to Joe Biden. They say, by the way, Willis is going about it is raising a number of eyebrows in and out of the legal profession. It's a relatively obscure Georgia state law. It said against racketeering may now be used to try to prosecute a former president. It's say applying charges traditionally and say used to take down organized crime figures, risk making the case and say a legal and logistical nightmare. Naturally Trump assailed the indictment as a political winch hunt 
It said, and accused Willis, an elected Democrat, of trying to sabotage his 2024 presidential uh, campaign. I said, now it's one of the things that the former president and his ultra loyal base believe that to be true, but it says quite another if more and more Americans come to the view Democrats' indictment roulette against Trump and say as entirely politically motivated, which we all been saying that here on this microphone. They say the conclusion many voters have arrived at is when they found out Willis it say, has rolled out a 98 page indictment uh, thin on detail, which lists 161 overt acts. It say one of those overt acts in the racketeering influence and corrupt organizations charged against Trump is a text message from Trump's chief of staff asking for the phone number of two Pennsylvania legislators. So he got a charge for that for asking for a phone number. Well, if that's the case, everybody in Georgia can get prosecuted for asking for a phone number. Really? And you, and you see why, listen, the moment they said Donald Trump has a Rico charge, they Rico Rico is for the mob or Rico is for some sort of big organized crime. Not hit what he had going on, picking up the phone, trying to find out if there's more votes to be uh, counted, picking up the phone say, Hey, uh, is anything illegal going on the voting? Like he didn't physically go down there and do anything in Georgia. He didn't. And Georgia didn't do what they He wanted them to do anyway. So, how are you charging him in that particular case and 18 other people who didn't even go to Georgia and do anything? Now that, that's the interesting thing. I'm talking about something that we would say, Oh yeah, that's some criminal activity. They even charged a black woman in, in the, in the case too. I'll let y'all know that. So they say suddenly asking, they say people saying asking for, for public phone numbers of two state legislators could be a criminal act that lands one in prison. Say it's not hard to imagine more and more voters saying to themselves, if they can do this to a former president of the United States, they can sure do it to me or someone in my family. And that's the whole thing that I said too. I've been saying that. I said, man, look, people are like, I don't care if they do that to Trump. Yeah, you need to kind of care because how many of us speak up all the time against things that we don't like. And we call out racism, white supremacy, uh, injustice, and if they can get Donald Trump on, on this kind of stuff, and he's a former president of the United States, what you think they're going to do to you or me? We cannot really support that. I don't care if you like Trump or don't like Trump. You can't really support that kind of precedent because what happens is, unfortunately, some people are remedial. They are. Oh, yeah, yeah, get him, get him, get him. But the moment they get him, oh, they're coming for you. So the moment you're calling out racism, white supremacy, the moment you are talking about injustice, talking about the police. Hey, what's the phone number of this? Oh, now nah, they're going to put you in jail for asking for a phone number. I'm talking about a Rico charge in Georgia. You see where that's going to go? See, you know, and shout out to uh, uh, sister uh, uh, Allie Booker. She had talked about this and in in, in, uh, she's going to post that content where the, the play was when they got, when they was cool with them using the speech of rap lyrics, with that Rico charge, that's how they backdoor and did it to Trump. Cause I, I don't believe rap lyrics should be, should be should be prosecuted. No. Why? The only time I think that not prosecute you for your lyrics, but I think if you are doing like Bobby Schmurter did and literally describing crimes and describing people in active criminal investigations, that's a different situation versus 
you know, some of the things that maybe Young Thug or different ones were doing. I just don't believe that you criminalize, because to me, it's a form of entertainment, right? And I don't think rappers should go to jail for no lyrics. No, I just don't, I just don't think that. Unless they're just really describing an accurate crime. And some of them have. But I just don't think they should be just trying to prosecute them and say, oh, you said this in your song, and you were making threats, so I'm taking you to jail. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. So they say a new question they, that Democrat strategists have is they believe the more we indict Trump, the more likely he becomes the Republican nominee. And they said also, well, what if we have now collectively and brazenly overreached? And because we have the voters and say who are now beginning to see Trump as a sympathetic character and even martyr overwhelmed the millions of Trump hating voters we wanted to bring out in November, 2024. Yes, that is also starting to happen too. Cause once again, it goes back to what I said. If they do that to Trump, what in the hell you think they're going to do to black people? We really don't listen. I'm telling you, you don't want Trump to go to jail on that one. Not for asking for a freaking phone number. Not, you know what I'm saying? Listen, him with records and all that. That's, that's a different situation. Cause we only, we now had not have no access to the records he had. But I'm talking about the speech part. Are you making a speech and they criminalizing you about speech? We both have a First Amendment right in the United States of America. And the First Amendment should be uh, afforded to everybody in this country. And if they can start criminalizing him for that, they can criminalize me for things I've said. But we should always, especially as black people, be concerned about that. Always be concerned about that. But let's flip it to another part of this. If you notice they're using a lot of black DAs and black uh, judges and a lot of black figures to go along with this Democrat strategy. I'm paying attention to this right now. Of course they have the one white female judge that uh, Trump appointed out in Florida, uh, judge uh, Cannon. I think it's her last name, but you have district attorney, Fonnie Willis in, in, in Folsom County. You have Alvin Bragg out there in, in, in NYC. Then you have judge Tanya, uh, Chukon. Now let's talk about her. Do you know that particular judge was threatened? Her life was threatened. Or do y'all know that it actually happened by a particular, uh, white supremacist, Karen out in Brazoria County, which is in the Houston area. I don't know if y'all know that. Let's, let's get into that. And let me tell you exactly what this woman was saying. They put a picture up on the screen too. This woman name, as you see on the screen, Abigail Joe Sherry, <laughs> Abigail Joe, Lord Jesus. She ended up getting federal charges after threatening the, the U S district judge overseeing Donald Trump's cases. When she called, she said, Hey, you stupid slave. And it's a followed by a racial slur. They say, according to documents by the Southern District of Texas Court, Abigail Joe Shari of Alvin, which I know exactly where Alvin's at, it said, left a voicemail for Judge Chanya uh, Chukon on August the 5th, threatening to delete her. It said, and U.S. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and anyone else who went after the former president. She said that you are in our sights, we want to delete you. And she also said she wants to delete Sheila Jackson Lee. She continued to say, if Trump doesn't get elected in 2024, we are coming to delete you. So tread lightly B word. Then she continued to make threats to delete all Democrats in DC and 
all members of the LGBT community. Now, August the 8th, um, she was visited by federal investigators and she admitted the calls came from her phone. Um, and, and she also continued uh, to say in a voicemail, say you will be targeted personally, publicly, uh, your family, all of it. Now, according to the court document, Shari told special investigators she had no plans to travel to DC or, H- or Houston to carry out anything she stated. Um, this agent testimony says that Shari added that if Jackson Lee visited Alvin, there would be cause to worry. So she was charged with transmitting a threat to injure another person on August 11th. So why I'm bringing this up is because the Democrats and what they're doing, they want to use black people. And I'm noticing minus one black man, but definitely some black women they are using for these cases. They're not using a bunch of white people minus the special counsel. We know he's a white male. We all know that Alvin Bragg, he wants to do other things that he wants to be attorney general in New York or he wants to do something higher with the Democrat party. We know finally will the same thing. She wants to do something higher uh, with the Democrat party, but at what cost and what expense? Cause we know that especially finally Willis did by putting a Rico charge. We know that they're going to rally behind Trump cause they're going to view that definitely as political number two racial. And these people is, is really getting aggravated with that situation in Georgia more than anything else. Now they're calling for governor Kemp to remove Fannie Willis from her position. And it, it could happen. Possibly it could happen because of the Rico charge. I mean, come on. Then on top of that, Gavin Newsom in California news just came to me about that. He's trying to get Trump possibly removed from the ballot in California. Why? You know, good. Well, Trump is not going to win California. That is kind of silly to even do that, but that's something else they're doing. Like how much more are people going to say, okay, Y'all going, y'all throwing everything in the kitchen sink at this dude. You know, he's not going to win California. If he wins California, that'll be shocking. Cause that's a freaking Democrat enclave. So you're doing all this mess against Trump. What would you do to the rest of us? That's how I look at it. Black folk, this Democrat party is, they will try to win at any means. And you don't want somebody who, who went, try to win in that manner try to sabotage you, but they did that to their own party. If you go back to 2016 with Bernie Sanders, they sabotaged his campaign because they wanted Hillary. So they've been on this sabotaging campaign crap. This is just taking it overboard. Now Democrats that's out there. Do you really think people want to vote for you after they sing all this? There's a lot of people that, that looked at y'all sideways and funny about the election in 2020. Okay. Now you're doing all of this. Why look at how the country is, is right now underneath Democrat leadership. It's bad. Gas prices is through the roof right now. It is when I in, 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 in freaking Anaheim, California or Chicago, Illinois, when you have regular gas prices at freaking $5 or more for regular, not premium regular. It is sad. When you're in Texas paying $4 for premium, at least over $4 for premium, because like my vehicles, all I run is premium. I don't put nothing else in it, but that's high gas prices. Even premium should be maybe right at $3, a little under $3. Now call it what it is doing Trump. 
Those premium prices were even under under three dollars, actually, for premium. So people love the gas prices when Trump was in office. Say what you want to say. People four hundred one ks made money. The stock market made money. We would have more energy independence because I was still working in the petrochemical industry when he was in office. And I'm telling you what was going on. The Keystone pipeline had a lot of oil coming in, creating a lot of jobs. Democrats got rid of that causing 15,000 men to lose their jobs instantly. And now they don't have a job and their families can't be provided for. Everything is shot up through the roof with Biden in office. And you tell me that you want us to have another four years of that. Listen, white people are, 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 are literally crying on TikTok. If you don't believe me, go look that they can't afford it no more. So if white folks can't afford it, you know, good and well, black folks can't. If they say that apartments at $1,800 a month, they can't afford it. Do you think our people can afford it? Let's call it. it. Listen, they had a white woman on TikTok saying she made $34 an hour and she's still living paycheck to paycheck and barely affording things at $34 an hour. Listen, y'all realize how sad that is. $34 an hour and you still can't make it. And she didn't look like she was, she was like just spending money. Tell people a lot of times they spending money a certain way, just by the way they looking and just look going through their page or whatever. No, I really believe, genuinely believe the woman that she's not making it. A lot of black folks don't have a job that's paying $34 an hour. Now, I don't know. Now, if she, maybe she's in the West coast. I mean, that would be understandable. If she was in some of these Northern States, that's understandable, but a lot of people in the South is not making it. Homelessness has went through the roof more than I've ever seen in all the time of my life. And we know the majority of the homeless population is black people. Remember the last report that came out about unemployment benefits, 90% of the people were black underneath this administration. And they want to do all this mess to keep this guy in. I, I say this, okay, Democrats, run another candidate then, but you don't want to do that. You don't cause you have a certain agenda with this man. And we clearly see the agenda isn't the community, the black community and the agenda isn't America either. Then even geopolitically Biden is, is literally sitting here and everybody else is forming unions against him. And he's like, yeah, let them do whatever they want. But I tell this, I say this much though, because I've seen some black people on TikTok. Oh my God, did the bricks and oh, this gonna happen, that gonna happen. I'm like, and I told one sister, I say, sister, calm down. Why, why, why are you nervous for? Do you realize in order for you to live a certain way here, other people gotta be oppressed and their life gotta be taken? I said, look, if African countries or the African continent become the rich superpower that it, that it's supposed to become due to those resources. You good. You know why you good? Cause you have African descent and you can, you can go to the African continent and get yourself right on in. Now the folks, that's a different conversation. So stop worrying what you're crying for. That's what I say. I'm not worried about any of that. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. That's why I've, I've made relationships on that continent. So I'll definitely be all right. But the Democrats and just, just what we have seen here, they have an agenda and their agenda is to 
cheat. Their agenda is to use the criminal justice system to just lock people up or whatever. But you know, I always tell y'all this, they do it to black people first before they do it to white people. See when, when they, when they were mass incarcerating black people off of drugs, which was, which would happen with a lot of black people were medical conditions. Or we would view that today. Addictions are medical conditions. Y'all had no problem with them just, just jailing us for any little thing. And now it comes full circle that they want to jail Trump for not much of nothing. See white society. You forget that we live in the same country as you. We don't live in some foreign country and you're cool with the injustice that happens to us. Listen, they perfect their ways of oppression on us. And then eventually it circles back to you. Even look at the affordability of things. Black people forever been saying, Hey man, look at the rent prices. Hey, look at the food price in the black community. Hey, the jobs, Hey, the gentrification, this and then the third white society. You didn't care because you don't care about black people like that, but they perfected their system to do it to you. Look at what they did after new Orleans with, with Katrina. They didn't want to rebuild anything, but the developers came in talking about, let me buy your place. Let me get you out doing everything they can to get black folks out of new Orleans. Look at Maui right now. Mysteriously got burnt up. I say mysteriously. And then they come to those people who's destitute in the street. Don't have anything bodies everywhere. Hey, can I, I want to buy your property from you. The same thing they did to black folk. And then now people saying, Oh my God, those developers are what the hell. But you didn't say that when it happened to black folk in new Orleans, you see what I'm talking about? See your racism is the reason why you're dealing with some problems right now, because it all is going to come full circle back to you. So maybe if you just think about yourself for a minute and say, you know what? I may not even like the black community like that, but I need to defend the black community and make sure they don't do any injustice to the black community because if they continue to do it to them and we're cheering it on and we're saying, yeah, it's justified when they do full circle back to you in your community, then remember it's justified. You have cheered on laws in this country because you're thinking it never would happen to you. You supported the race soldiers because you thought it's not going to touch you. You support these politicians doing evil things because you think it wasn't going to happen to you, but it's all starting to come back full circle. And now you're not liking it. See this, this wickedness of just locking black people up for any old thing. You see now it's coming full circle back to you and even worse than what they even kind of try to do to us. A lot of our politicians, you know how many of them went to jail for basically much of nothing. And now they're trying to do it to, to Trump and other people that you care about. Think about that. Maybe in the future, you know what they do to black people. You know, even black folks need reparations with cash payments. You know that, but it may come a time when you need some money and some help. And because you stood against reparations, they are going to say, you know what? We'll give you for what? For we not doing that when you need the money. You understand? See, it's called precedent. If you support reparations with cash payments, then when you need something, you can say, Hey, well, you pay reparations to the black community. So we at least need this. You understand? 
But see, a lot of y'all don't think like that. All you care about yourself and you have anti-black racism. And this is where all this Trump stuff comes full circle from is that anti-black racism and your acceptance of it, your co-signing of laws, co-signing of, of injustice has all has starting to come full circle back to you. And then when you look at the black community, when all this stuff is going on, we looking at you like, don't tell me nothing about it. Cause you supported it when it happened to us. So, Oh, you guys were right all this time. I don't hear that crap. I don't hear nothing. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with the, deal with the laws that you champion. Deal with the ordinances that you champion. Deal with those real estate developers, uh, uh, finessing you out of your land. Deal with all of it because you didn't say nothing when all this mess was happening to us. You allowed them to perfect the injustice on us so they could use it on you. That's really what it is with this Trump thing and everything else. You're responsible for allowing them to perfect oppression and injustice on a, a fellow citizen of yours. The black Americans are your citizens in this country. If it happens to one group of citizens, it'll happen to, to all of them. Right. But you didn't think like that. So I want to see how y'all respond to all this injustice that's, that's happening and all the targeting of Trump. I want to see it because there have been plenty of black people. That have been to, it was the thing is they, they wouldn't have took them in the case to put black people in jail. All it took was one. That's the difference with Trump. He got, I don't know what a bunch of cases on him. All these charges on him. It would have been a black man. Listen, the first case he'd have been out of here. The second case, he wouldn't even got out of jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at least he still got that privilege, right? But always remember if you are co-signing injustice, you're co-signing oppression. Don't cry when it goes full circle and hits you so hard between your eyes that you're going to cry because you will not have any kind of sympathy or an ally from the black community. When we know you are set up there and championed injustice against us.